Hey, Andy Jenkins here. I think I'm recording episode 58. It's hard to tell. Sometimes the numbers kind of just blend together, especially when you sit down uh, for a few days. And I mash out a lot of recordings and then don't touch it for a week or two and then kind of come back. And uh, that's what I've done here. So I think I'm on episode 58. And I want to talk to you today about this. It's just this reality that I've come to see in a new way. It's from 1 John 4 where John says, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment, is what he says. Now, you know, in some sense, he's really talking about our relationship with our Heavenly Father, that when you feel loved by your Heavenly Father, that just pushes away any kind of, any, any kind of doubt, any kind of frustration, any kind of wall, barrier, any kind of, gosh, am, am I really accepted? Um, just... I'm really, let me just be honest, recounting things that I've felt, uh, things that sometimes I feel. And when, when you get in this space where you feel, where you really feel, not know intellectually, not read about, not pick it up in a book. I mean, goodness, I've, I've been able to do that. I've, I've even written some books that say this. But, but when you get into a place where you know, experience the Father's love, it really pushes away any other fear that you have. Not not just fear of torment or punishment from Him, but fear that things aren't going to work out. Fear that, and, and this is simultaneously, you know, it, it is, I'm going to be honest with you, it's this tiptoe balancing act that I know so many of you are in. It's a tiptoe balancing act that, that I've been in. Uh, I talked about this a couple episodes ago when I talked about the idea of being acquainted with grief that Jesus was, and yet simultaneously he's enduring grief and hardship because of the joy set before him. And sometimes life is just this tiptoe balancing act where you feel joy and pain, sometimes not even in the same day, really in the same moment, literally moment by moment, breath by breath. And maybe that makes it all the more important where Paul says in the book of Acts 17, in Him we live and move and breathe, and in Him we have our being, that it's it's that tight. And it has to be that tight because life can be that tricky, that it's just back and forth, right? And when you feel this love of the Father, it pushes out, it pushes out fear. Um, now, let me kind of shift it. I want to talk to you about it maybe from a relational angle. And just kind of how this might work with people. Um, the, the last couple weeks, um, you know, some of you that know me personally, you've picked up on this. And uh, by the way, I don't, I don't even know when I'm releasing this. So I'm, I'm recording this in the middle of like just dealing with some stuff. I, and I'm, I'm kind of doing that one because I just wanted to capture it for me. And, and what is it that, what is it that the Lord's showing me now in the moment? You know, so many lessons, you, you got to learn them by walking through them. You can't learn them in a book. You know, the books help and the books help you frame the information and the books help you kind of after the fact kind of man put some hangers out there and some shelves where you can kind of sort the information but but a lot of stuff you know you just have to live through it and so right now it's living through some things walking through some stuff and kind of categorizing it myself um documenting it by talking about it here um this one lesson that i'm learning is that this perfect love casting out fear isn't just it's not just in our relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's also in our relationship with each other. A little snippet here. Yesterday, uh, I really needed to talk to uh, this woman that's a family friend 
that had been one of the board members, overseers of a ministry where I used to work. And uh, you know, there was something that I did wrong there that I needed to confess. And part of making it right meant, uh, hey, you, you don't even know about this, but I, I need to tell you. And I need to let you know what it is. And so I, I told her and I told her some more things just because she's a close family friend and has known our kids for years and has been involved with our life for years and has walked with us uh, for a long season. Uh, but I remember sitting down and I'm sitting on one side of the table. My boys are kind of zoned off, two of the boys in another world on the other side of the table. And uh, honestly, I, d- I didn't really care if they heard what I was saying or not. There, there's some things I, I get that you need to shelter your kids from and need to really protect them from. And there's some other things where I really believe as a parent, it's good for them to hear you just look people in the eye and say, I got this wrong and I'm so sorry. You know, I've seen more and more that those boys of mine, honestly, probably even the girls hold hold me on this pedestal that, you know, in some sense they, <laughs> they probably shouldn't. And on the other sense, you know, I'm their dad. And uh, I, I don't think it removes that relationship or hurts it for them to see me say tough things like I, I was wrong. And in fact, it probably even enhances the position of being the father in an even greater way because they see the imperfection and, and they see the beauty of grace and they see the glory of what the father uh, can do with, with broken, broken fathers. And so I remember to sit down and just lay out the hey, I, I need to tell you these things. And before I even got a word out, my, my friend, um, my friend, her name's Sandy. She's probably listening to this. She said, I, she said, she looked at me straight at, straight up. And she said, I don't care what this is. I've got your back. And she called me rabbi. That's kind of her, uh, maybe that's her affectionate nickname for me. You know, I'm kind of a wannabe rabbi, right? Um, so she, she said, I don't care what this is. Whatever it is, I got your back, Rabbi. Like I've seen you for the last month, and I know you've been dealing with something, and I know you're not typically this emotional person. And I've seen you walking with kind of the emotions on your sleeve and walking just kind of in this new thing. And I, I don't care what it is. I'm behind you. You don't even have to tell me what it is. Like I don't care. I don't see any different. I'm walking with you the same. I love you. I love your family. I, I, I got your back. And there was something. I've heard language like that before, but there was something about that that freed me to not only share what I had, but actually want to share more. Like it was this, okay, let me frame it with the Bible verse again. Perfect love cast out fear. Perfect love. Uh, and perfect love, you know, I, I know that no human's ever going to give you that. That's that's just not going to happen. You know, we're all flawed. You know, the book of James says we stumble. We all stumble in many ways. I mean, goodness, I can recount my story and probably prove that to you in about one third of the way through. I mean, not even one third of the way through, one thirtieth of the way through. So you're never going to get that perfect love. That perfect love comes from the Father. But, you know, I I think the word there in the Greek language, I need to actually look it up and see what word it is. It it probably means whole, complete, mature. Uh, My my guess is, in fact, let me just see if I can look this up while I'm talking to you right now. If I've got this on my computer um, where I've had this, um, goodness, interlinear Greek New Testament, I can probably just look this up right now and tell you what word it was. Um, the, the, the idea is, and I'm just scrolling while, how's that for awkward, right? You don't even stop the mic. You just go, I think I'm going to look this up right here in First John 4.18. And um, here it is. 
Yeah, and this translation says there's no fear in love for, yeah, it's going to be the root word teleos, mature, perfect. Teleos is perfect. It doesn't mean, teleos doesn't mean without flaw. Uh, It says perfect love. Here's the translation here says, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear. Because fear has torment, fear implies punishment. Okay, perfect love, teleos love. Telios, unconditional agape love is what he's saying there. That's the kind of love that God has. Not romantic love, not friendship kind of love. It is this deep, deep love. Telios love just eliminates fear. Um, that word you see in first, you see in Colossians in the first chapter there, where he's, Paul says that he's striving to, he, to where he can present everyone perfect in Christ, meaning reaching their full Telios, their their full measure of perfection, their telios to, to the to the measure to which they were created is what that means. It, it doesn't mean again without flaw. It doesn't mean you know just like God. It means hey, reaching the full measure to which you were made, re- reaching your full capacity, reaching everything that the Father has set inside of you. That's what he talks about when he talks about telios. That's what he means when he perfect love cast out fear. Just this mature, deep. God kind of love, cast out fear. And to have that, really, you've got to walk in this level of maturity, of human maturity, to have that for other people. It's so easy to prop on emotion. It's so easy just to lean into the the, the moment instead of the depth of what the Father has poured inside of you. And so um, she says this. She says, whatever it is, like, I've, I've got you. And so I... I I launch into the story, and, and I tell her, you know, hey, look, here's what I needed to confess to you, and and here's here's what happened, and here's what I did, and and I, and I know you don't even know about it, but but I I need to share it, and I need to let go of it, I need to tell you that I'm sorry, and just this wave of grace just flooded me again from from this woman, from this family friend, and I thought about this maturity of this depth, this this kind of love that God expresses you know, himself to us. Like Romans 2.4 says, it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. And, and Paul's talked about in Romans 1, like wrath and all of these things that, you know, we could be so scared of, right? But that's not what Paul does here. He says it's the kindness, like it's the grace. It, it, it is that love, that kindness, it just eliminates fear. It pushes out the fear. And I, I tell you this, like when I'm just kind of looking at, back at my story. And th- this doesn't excuse anything I've done wrong. It, it, in, in fact, you could look at it and go, hey, you, you weren't walking in that love. You you had not let the Father wash that love over you. You had not stepped, you know, th- there could be that that space for that for sure. But, but I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what makes it easy for people to come clean? What makes it easy for people to tell the truth? What makes it easy for people to just walk in utter sheer transparency? And the thing that makes it easy for people more than any other thing is when they realize that regardless of what happened, they're fully accepted. That, that yeah, there may be some consequences. And, and that's what this woman told me yesterday. She said, yeah, I think you, you know, you're going to walk out some consequences and deal with cleaning up some messes and things of that nature. Um, as you, but, but it's so much easier to walk that when, when there's grace, when there is acceptance, when there is 
kindness when, when there is is not like here's here's so often you know what 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 can happen is people can uh, be disappointed with you and punish you with with emotion with 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 uh, eyebrows roll, rolling and with arms waving and with um, facial expression and tone and and they can say that they love you and that they accept you and that they fully um, forgive you. But goodness, you know, the other day I was talking to my dad and sharing uh, some things with him. He just carries this great wisdom. And he said, you know, and, and dad's a talker. Dad, dad's probably one of the best communicators I've ever heard. And uh, some of the guys that listen to this podcast, they were at the advance. You know, you guys know that. You saw him on stage and gave him a standing ovation. And well, well-deserved, you know, well, well-deserved. And he's up there and communicates extremely well from the stage. But he told me over the telephone, he said, you know, communication is, you know, I'm learning at least 75%, maybe even 90% nonverbal. Meaning it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's not what you say, it's your body language. It's not what you say, it's your eye contact. It's not what you say, it's how you wave your hands. It's not what you say, it's the grace that people can hear in your expression. It's not what you say, it's what people see when they look in your eyes. It's not what you say, it's really how you convey yourself. And so there, there is this element where people can punish you with, with saying the right thing, but then projecting distance and, and projecting um, not, not just disappointment. I think that's natural, but projecting, um, hey, now I'm creating space. There's, there's other ways people do that. They, they get sarcastic or they, they, they push and push and push and um, take the 100% right, 100% of the time type of attitude. You know, I look back and realize I've, I've done that before. And I've pushed and carried the wrong tone. And um, you can do it when people confess. You can make it difficult for them to confess the next time by, by just not talking to them. By they confess and they try to get it out and conversation's over. You're done. You, you, don't, you don't speak. You don't let them continue talking. You just express disappointment and you walk off. Or you don't express disappointment. You walk off and you don't talk to them for a week, two weeks, six months, years. You have family members. I know some of you that haven't spoken in, in gosh, so long. Um, you, you can punish them by by verbally saying things back. I've, I've done this where you turn it into a moment where you're going to take the high horse and teach them and teach them about what you have, about their situation and your limited, limited point of view. I spent some time yesterday talking with, I've got a, a friend, he's my cousin, and talk with him. And uh, just as I confessed some things to him, he said, it, it was so gracious. He said this, he says, man, I, I forgive you and I'm not excusing what you did, but I actually understand it. And he said, man, I understand it. I mean, th- this was an incredible answer. He said, I-, I understand it because like having been in the exact same situation that you were in and having endured exactly the same story goes, man, like 
I, I don't know. Like I get it. Like I I was in the middle of the same thing, and I I get how easy it is to rationalize, and how easy it is to hide, and how easy it is to cover up, and how easy it is to. And, and I know that's leading you to think, well, what's the story? At some point, I'll, I'll share the story when it's appropriate, right? When there's more distance and space, and the learning has taken place. But gosh, what an incredible answer that pulls people close. That is, that is. I'm not excusing it. Yeah, it was wrong, but I get it. I understand it. I see you. I see you where you are. I, I accept you. And he, he actually asked me, he said something like, how, how is it? What, what's been your experience like coming clean with some of the stuff that you're talking about? What, what's been your experience of sharing your story? Kind of one-on-one, again, right now, just sharing with people that you know I've heard. And, he, and I said, man, it's actually... It's actually been harder on the front end than I would have thought, but then once you start talking, way easier in 99.9% of the situations. And he says, I get it. Like most people just want to love people. Most people just want connection. Most people, most people just want authenticity. And it won't matter like what 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 the story is. If you connect with the truth with those people, I, I'll tell you, I won't tell you who this one was, but the other night I, you know, there were some specific people I needed to talk to. And one of them, um, was, was a family member. I spoke with her and I, I got, honestly, I got some very direct words, but they were so incredibly kind. There, there was no yelling. There was no there was no eye rolling. There was no I can't believe there. There was for sure. There was for sure some. Uh, well, God, you you really screwed that one up. Type, type. But but it was still even in the tone of of just the honest transparency of I see you, I accept you. It was even I, I love you, and it was even and that was expressed. And it was even I should have I, I saw some things, and I should have talked to you sooner. And it was me saying, well, hey. I don't know that I would have accepted it. It wasn't your responsibility. And it was, you know, well, hey, look, I, I love you and we're going to walk this together type thing. And, you know, and it's so easy. It's so easy to talk when there's this mature love because it eliminates, it eliminates fear. It makes it easy to keep talking. It makes it easy to keep connecting. It makes it easy to go, oh, well, hey, by, by, by the way, like, let me, let me tell you this too. Like, let me, let me share this part of the story. Um, not, 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 not because like necessarily, you know, something's wrong if you don't know it, but, but I want you to know, like, I, I want you to know it all. Like, I, I want to connect with you in an even deeper way. You, you see like perfect love. Perfect love moves out so much fear that it's like the kindness leads people to repent and to turn towards even more, to turn towards in things that you didn't even know that they needed to turn towards. And that's what I found myself in um, the, the other night. And I know I'm kind of bending a lot of stories together and I'm leaving you in the dark on a whole lot, but I promise in time you'll know, you'll know the story. Here's, here's one thing I'm seeing, and I, I, I've alluded to this the other day um, when I was recording. You know, Maybe you've heard it like a couple weeks ago um, by now, but I've alluded to this thing that like in any relationship, you can choose intimacy. That means full disclosure, being fully known, or you can, you can choose control. 
And it's almost like they're on this sliding scale. Like the more intimacy you want, the more fully knownness that you want from the other person, the more you have to release control. The more you have to entrust them with your story, the more you have to entrust them with even the bad parts, the more you have to entrust them with even, you know, I found myself talking with a guy yesterday, you have to entrust them. And I was entrusting him with things that could really, I mean, he, he could really body slam me with the things that I told him. But if you want the intimacy, you have to let go of that. That's the same true when people are confessing to you. Like you have to let them do this somehow on their own terms. You have to let them release it as they can. As I spoke with in the last week, um, goodness, you know, the, the Proverbs talk about, uh, my, my wife mentioned this term the other day, lady wisdom. And I said, I realize there have been these really wise people around me my entire life. Um, and some of them were, were women, were the matriarchs in my life, my, my mom and my mother-in-law. And to be truthful, for the most part, I have ignored their wisdom or I have um, not sought it. Um, when, I, when it was so close and Christy said, yeah, well, I mean, Lady Wisdom has been calling out to you for her whole life. And you think about Proverbs, like Lady Wisdom just beckons to you, just, just screams to you in a kind, tender way. And there's this, um, there's this dynamic. It's I see with these people. It's particularly I'll be honest with you. It's been these women. It's where when there's this depth of of maturity and there's this 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 mature love. Where goodness, you know, I just kind of unfolding parts of my story to to these women um, and that are you know in our life uh, already. So it's it's a it's appropriate. Um, and I've told them. I said, you know, I've. I've gotten to the truth on some things, and you know about me, and then I get it, and you know, let me write it down, and let me let me dissect that, and then it's like I'll think I'm done, and then two or three later days later, I'll I'll, I'll see something else that I need to undo and figure out and, and work on and come clean on, and and then two or three days later there'll be something else, and it's like it it just comes in these waves, and it's like I I can't get it all at once, and there's been this wisdom where they. The the words are saying you you just have to deal with it as it comes. You can't you can't get it all at one time. You can't carry it all at one time. You can't um, deal with everything in one sitting. Like you have to, you have to be open to walk it out in layers. You know you have to deal with what you can do, and then when when you can do it, you move to the next thing. And then you look at it. And then when the next thing's revealed to you, you move to that. And then when the next thing's revealed, you just keep moving forward. And when there are these people that are gracious, and when they have this mature, perfect love, it makes it so easy. It makes it so easy to do that. You know, a concern is, you know, what if I think I got all the story? What if I think I've got everything and I've come clean on all the stuff that I need to offload? And then I don't, I don't, I didn't have it all. Um... When I, when I when I bring something else up, hey, the Lord showed me this. And, you know, am I accepted then, um, or does acceptance always work? And and the more the more that you present this mature love to people, 
the more that you present this perfect love that cast out fear the first time, the easier it is to be accepted by the second time, the third time. Not, not when they're intentionally hiding. I'm not saying that, but, but just it, when, when they're honestly walking and trying to deal and trying to get into the stuff, tough stuff of life. And I'm telling you, the deal is with that, like we all walk in relationship with people and there are always these things that are going to be coming undone. I um, and I know I'm kind of all over the map. Maybe I'm just hitting the same idea. A couple weeks ago, went to therapy session with one of one of our boys, um, one of our boys that uh, little ones that got man just in the last you know year and a half got tied up into something that honestly he'd been hurt when he was little and I mean you know the saying like hurt people hurt people and it's it's a tough thing that you know with the family we were walking through and. Um, I've, I've talked about some of it at the advance and um, shared that story with some of you guys. And, and I was able to look my boy in the eye and tell him this verse. I said, you know, there's this verse that I'm dealing with right now where it says perfect love, whole love, mature love, complete love. Just it, it eliminates fear. And buddy, you know, you, you didn't share some things with us and you hid some things. And I've myself, I've hidden a lot of things and I'm going back and getting those out. You know, and, and I was able to tell him, like, we're, we're kind of both doing that. Like, we're both learning to kind of walk in this transparency. And, and, I, and I wanted him to know, like, hey, hey, look, you're not alone at this. So, like, I'm, I'm as your dad trying to figure this thing out, too. And, I, and I'm as your dad trying to just walk it out myself also. And I'm realizing this dynamic about perfect love. And I just had to confess to him that I love him and just look him in the eye and say, buddy, I love you. And I know that this was hard to share with the family when you were talking about some of the stuff that you had done. And it took him, and God, goodness, I remember being in the living room and it took him 45 minutes of an hour or something to get it out. And I, and I didn't get it at the time, but now, having walked through it, I get it. Like, I, I, I see it. And I, and I can replay in these moments where there have been guys that have walked with me that have asked me yes, no questions about stuff that I've done. And when there's this perfect, mature love, it was so easy to come clean. It was so easy to earn the story, own the story. It was so easy to... I told, told him, I said, buddy, look, here's what the Bible says, is that when there's this mature, complete love, like it eliminates fear. And, and I think some of the reason you couldn't come clean was because you were afraid of me. I'm thinking as a dad, gosh, that's so hard to say, but it's so true and so right. It doesn't mean that there's not this pride in him, right, that makes it hard to come clean to. You got that dynamic working as well. I've I for sure had that dynamic working in me that's, man, not wanting to own the truth and not wanting to own the story and not wanting to go to the depth of the broken places of, of stuff that I've just hidden and locked up inside of me and thrown away the key, you know, vaulted thinking, oh, that'll never come out. You know, that's done. Um, so there's that element, too, for sure, of, of pride. And of the person uh, that's hiding has to be willing to come clean. Um, but there's this element of when the other one walks in this just mature, complete, perfect love, it eliminates fear. It, it not only eliminates, like the Bible says, it casts it out. Like in the same way Jesus cast out demons, like there, there wasn't a choice. Like the demon had to leave when Jesus was there and cast it out. Like it, the demon was going. There, there, like that's what happens when there's perfect love that invades a relationship. The fear is leaving. It's gone. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this myself and going, goodness, like I've, I've created situations where I know that I've caused other people to hide, even hide big stuff that I know they want to share. And I'm looking at why won't they share? Why can't they share? Maybe not why won't they? Because it may be that they want to, like they, 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 they are willing, but why can't they? It may be because they're not feeling safe in a position where emotionally they're not so sure they won't get ransacked. Because see, a, a perfect love, a mature love for me would cast out fear too, a perfect love. you know. And, and the scripture says like Jesus was perfect love. I mean, <laughs> he, he was, is perfect love. God is love. Jesus, His presence is love. When He expresses Himself through us, it is love, tangible presence of that love. And, you know, you see like Paul talking about in 2 Corinthians being ambassadors of Christ, pleading through Himself as if God was pleading through Him to be reconciled reconciliation with other people like he's he's literally believing that he is the hands of Jesus you know for for all the talk about Jesus being present like where two or three are gathered in his name like like I mean let's be real like physically Jesus isn't here Paul even says in 1 Corinthians 11 like when we celebrate the Lord's Supper we're proclaiming Christ's death and we're proclaiming his physical absence that he is not here now Yet the weight of Scripture, and I know that like that might have freaked some of you out. The weight of Scripture is is that He's here through His people. That like when you see Me in the eyes, like there shouldn't be this fear. There should be this grace that you can see in My eyes when I look you in the eyes. Like then when I touch you, it's as if the hands of Christ are laying hands on you. That when I speak, Peter even says in First Peter, if anyone speaks. Let him speak as if he's speaking the oracles of God. Like people, people would go to an oracle in his his day and age, like they go to a tarot card reader or the astrology or the whatever now, you know, or palm reader. They'd, they'd go to the oracle. And the oracle would speak forth what was a divine message, they thought. And he said, Man, if you talk, let it be as if someone is hearing the very words of God Himself. If you serve, as if God is serving, you know, and when you're walking in that love, it just, it pushes out fear. And I'm so desperately wanting to be in that place to where, you know, John says, 1 John 1, 7, if we walk in the light as he's in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses us for all sin and all righteousness. And, and we have fellowship with one another. Like we're fully known, we're fully accepted. And by the way, his blood does its great work. Why? Because the people are there and they express what Jesus would express if he was present. They express the things that, that he can't express. Like he can connect spirit to spirit, right? But there's something that's invaluable about relationships and of being in the moment with someone who is expressing the heartbeat of heaven through them. I, uh, I had a friend uh, a few years ago, used to meet with him. Tuesday evenings, uh, we met like at 8.30 after we put our kids to bed. I, I don't even know if I've told you about this before, but 8.30 p.m. we would drive over to the Starbucks. They used to have one in Homewood. Uh, they don't have it now. It's shut down with all the wave of 2008 Starbucks closures. And um, 
just took a sip of coffee there. He said something like, I may have told you this. It was a powerful story. Like, it has stuck with me. He said, man, like, I, I need to get this thing off my chest. Like, there's this thing that I did. And I tell you, like, his wife didn't even know. Um, and and he, he says, like, I, I just need to tell you. Like, I need to tell somebody. And he, he tells me. He just offloads it. And I, I remember looking him in the eye. And this wasn't a small thing. But I remember looking him in the eye. And we, we had this relationship. So I could say this. And again, all this transparency stuff, like I'm, I'm not saying you should offload it on Facebook. I'm not saying you should do it on social media. I'm saying you could do it, should do it, where there are people where the weight of the relationship can support the burden and the sacred nature of what you have to share, where they can carry it, where like Galatians talks about bearing each other's burdens and fulfilling the law of Christ in doing so. And so uh, he offloads it. And I'll look him in the eye and I was like, man, that's... First of all, it was big, but I'm like, that's it? I'm so sorry you've been carrying that. Like, I can't believe that you've been carrying the secret. And, and he looks back and he says, this is his words, not mine, but it stuck with me. It stuck with me so much. Like, I, I've used this when I've taught about emotional stuff um, in classes before. This is where it came from. He says, um, he says, when that skeleton was in the closet, it seemed bigger. And now I'm realizing that skeletons, this is his words, not mine. This is his analogy. He says like the skeletons, they, like they can only lean up against the closet wall or they can only lean up against the closet door. But when you open the door, like they just fall because they don't have any muscle. They don't have any tendons. They don't have any sinew. They don't have any life or breath or anything in them. They're just, they're just bones. And they just fall apart and collapse no matter how big or scary they seemed. And that's where I'm at. Big stuff. Scary stuff. And historically, I've just kind of killed the face of the skeleton and just erased it, you know? Or or there's this better analogy. Sandy told me about this book by Carlos Whitaker. I haven't read it. And she's going to give it to me um, after the meeting yesterday. So she's going to give it to me. And uh, by the time you hear this, I probably will have read this book. And she says that years ago, and so I'm telling you stuff that's in a book. I'm not, I'm not telling you somebody else's story that's not been published. Years ago, he bombed it. He blew it. Worship leader, had an amazing setup. I mean, just a talented, gifted guy and bombed it and then owned it. And he used this analogy. He said, I, I for years, and this is a great one. He said, I for years had just kind of dealt with the spider web. And had all these webs in my life. And you, when you start hiding stuff, it just creates these webs. And then it creates another web. And this one intersects with that web. And that web, you know, overlays that web. And then you got this web and that web. And it, and it just becomes this mess. And he goes, at some point, man, I mean, you've seen cobwebs, right? Like you've seen them, like you're walking through buildings and you see them just kind of up in the rafters. And they can just get so big to where, like, it doesn't even look like a web. Like it's, it just looks like dense matter like a solid, right? Like something that's just there and it's just thick and it's just, oh gosh, like look at this. This thing is huge. And this thing, and they, they can get that way at some point. And he said, at some point, like you just got to go after it and kill the spider. I've been talking about this stuff with my friend Les. You guys know Les from the advance. We meet, you know, on Mondays and he, he's one of my trusted accountability guys. Man, he knows everything about me. And, um, you know, if you want the dirt on me, like hold a gun to Les's head and goodness, you know, he's one of the guys where I've, I've now seen full acceptance and full, fully transparent, full trust, radical grace. And, um, 
we've, we've used the analogy of a fruit. Like you, man, you can keep chopping at the fruit, but if you don't get to the root, you get the root, you change the root, man. The whole tree changes, it transforms. It, it's, will, will there occasionally be a bad piece of fruit on a good tree? Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's, it, the whole nature of the tree has changed. That just becomes like the anomaly. So spider, web, spider, what, you know, whatever, you, you get it, you cleanse it, you deal with it, you, you move forward. And when you move forward, goodness, you realize like these things, they seem big, but when you're walking in the light with other people, they're really not hard to deal with at all. They're so, so easy. They're so so easy. And how, how does it happen? Well, 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 it happens when there's full transparency and full trust. And what makes that happen? Radical, radical, radical kindness. Radical, radical grace. Radical, radical carrying the mature, full, perfect love of the Father expels fear. It eliminates fear. Um, I think that means that in some sense you just love people hard. I'm, I'm learning this, and I know kind of like all over the map on this episode of the podcast, I, I just kind of wanted to share with you something I'm learning and dealing with. And man, I hope it blesses you and helps you where you are on whichever side of that equation you are, because the reality is, I mean, we're all going to find ourselves on both sides of that at some point. Like I'm on both sides of that right now. Um, I think it means you love people hard and you let them be where they are and you let them be where they are as long as they need to be knowing, knowing that, man, if you keep that bridge open with full love, a full love, that's a hard love, right? I mean, Jesus washed Judas's feet. Judas, Jesus loved Judas. Jesus loved all the disciples that uh, even in that moment, he, he loved the ones that were betraying him um, or that were abandoning him. Uh, and it was that love that empowered them to come back to him. And when you love people like that, it empowers them because they know they don't have to be afraid. You know, you think about that. How do they know they could come back to Jesus even after he was being crucified? Because he loved them hard. He loved them strong. Like they, they didn't have to be afraid that they had abandoned him. He, the love was real. It was, and so they knew. So maybe you're in the point where Jesus was. Last night I was talking to one of my boys and I knew he had a wall up. It's a, a different one of the boys. And we had this great time. You know, one of the boys was just desperate and he had he had popped off at one of the other boys in the family. And I, t- I told him, I was like, buddy, let's get everybody in the family together. All the kids that are here. This has been a sweet moment, a sweet couple of days. Christy's at the beach with two of her college roommates just having this great peaceful time of recharge, reboot. Two of our little kids are with, you know, my, my parents-in-law. Um and they're such great grandparents. So these kids are getting just love poured on them. And, uh, and that's empowering me to paint one of the rooms in the house because I don't have the little kids. I just got the big ones. And so I got, you know, the other big ones in the house. And I told him, I was like, buddy, some of the stuff you're saying right now with stuff being hard, let's just get everybody in the room and let's just talk through it and let's just own it and let's just get it out there. Let's not be afraid of it. Let's just, because perfect love, it, it eliminates fear. So we're not going to hide it. We're not going to stuff it in. What is it? Any questions? And so we talked, and 
the kids were able to own some tension with each other, and they they told me some things that I was doing that was making them feel afraid, and um, you know, and um, you know, and I don't want to talk much about it right now with you, but in time, the story's coming, and um, at the end of it, I just walked around, we prayed, turned on some music, um, and I just blessed them, looked them in the eye one by one. And just did for them what it's been really easy to do for men at the advance events. Sometimes it's harder with your own family because they see your shortcomings. They see your failures. But those are the ones where you need to love the most. And you need to go all in and let them know that despite those shortcomings, that you still love them hard. And you're still going to be ultra kind and own it when you mess up, and keep owning it when you mess up. And so I was able just to walk one by one to all of them, look them in the eye, and just tell them how proud I was of them, and how much I loved them, and specifically why. You know, unique to each one of them, and make some promises to each one of them. And I could see them break, and I could see them tear up. One of the boys cried. Um, They all cried, but one of them cried. But I could tell there was a wall still. And I asked him if he wanted to take it down. And he looked at me and shook his head that he didn't. And so I just pulled him close and held him and hugged him. I cried. You know, he cried a little bit more. And I looked at him in the eye and I told him, I said, buddy, I'm going to still love you. And love you strong, hard, fully, completely. And when you want to take this wall down, you can keep it up as long as you want. As long as it makes you feel safe, you can keep it up. Because I think, I think perfect love in some sense does that. It says, I see that there's something there. I see that there's something there, but when you're ready, it can come down. And I think perfect love particularly when it's a kid or when it's somebody that's that you're responsible for, okay? Maybe that's a little bit of a different wrinkle here. Perfect love, like it it says, hey, I see that you're hurt, but I'm going to show you, like I'm going to keep loving you and I'm going to keep loving you hard until you see like how safe it is and you see that the bounds of the love can carry whatever it is that you're carrying. Like it can carry the bricks from your wall and it can carry what's on the other side of the wall and it can carry the other stuff that's going to keep coming long after the wall. It's like when Jesus said, it is finished. You remember, I've talked to you about this before. He used this ongoing perfect sense of the word that means it is continuous repeating action. Perfect love is that. Doesn't mean that it's not hard. But it means that when you get it right, when you get it right, people aren't afraid to be real with you. It's hard to get it right because we're not perfect. We're just people. All right, I'm going to crash land that episode. I think you got it. Perfect love eliminates fear. As I sign off, may the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May He be gracious to you. May you sense His perfect love. And may you realize it's His kindness that leads you to be transformed and to be near to Him. And as you're near to Him, may His love wash over you like a waterfall, healing the broken, wounded places. May it erase question marks. May it, even when things aren't easy, may it make it 
at least some sense of peace that he's got it and that he's working all things together for your good. May you then take that love and may you be able to carry that love to other people and may they be transformed and may they feel safe in your presence and may they feel safe in my presence and may when they're not yet safe, may they see, sense, and feel that that wall they have, that no matter how heavy it is and no matter how big the stuff is behind that wall and no matter how weighty the stuff that will come, that might tend to build another wall or thing, may they see since that the weight of the love is, has been, and will always be stronger. Grace, peace, shalom. I'll talk to you again soon.